Sarah. I'm Ryan. We love Disney movies. So we decided to watch them all, from Snow White to Encanto and beyond. Each episode, we'll watch a different Walt Disney animated studios film and tell you all about it. Did we like it? Does it hold up? Who's our favorite hero? Or villain. We'll give you history and fun facts about each movie. And sometimes we'll invite our friends to watch along with us. So put on your tiara. Or your evil crown. And join us on our adventure. This is Taryn Ryan's Princess Diaries. Hello, listeners. It is great to be back. Uh, as always, we have a super fun episode in store for you. Today we are doing the movie that Griffin Newman from Blank Check Podcast described as quietly slaps. Oh, okay. <laughs> I All don't right. know what that I means. don't think either one of us have seen this. Nope. We, yeah. are, we are watching Winnie the Pooh. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Hold on. What's that you say? We've already done Winnie the Pooh? Wrong. We've done the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Yes. The 70s collection of the Winnie the Pooh shorts. Which is what I grew up on. Yes. And what I had weird deja vu about when I was doing research for this. Right. We are doing the last Disney uh, hand animated. Wait, no. What's that you say? We've already done the last Disney hand animated Princess of Frogs? Wrong. This is the last Disney hand animated Winnie the Pooh 2011's Winnie the Pooh, the 51st Walt Disney animated feature, mm. 63 minutes, something like that. Very short. Yes, it's because it's a collection of shorts. It is and three I, shorts, but it is all original and it's the first yes. one done by the actual Walt Disney animated pictures since the original. Everything oh, in between was other Disney tunes, the one who yeah. did goofy movies, stuff like that. So um, I read that it was the last Disney animated film to use pure hand-drawn animation, as you said, mm -hmm. till Strange World, which is 2022. Do you know anything about that? Yes, I did not know it's using hand animation. And though. then it also said in Hero Squad Ultra Heroes, which is for 2024. <laughs> I have no idea what. So those are, and I came across that fact multiple times. So those are two things that we may need to start doing some research on. Strange World is the next Disney animated, and it's kind of an adventure. Uh, movie similar to like Atlantis. Or, oh, or okay. And I didn't notice. Uh, there's a trailer up, and I'll sh I can show it for yeah, you. Yeah, I guess I've just missed it. Um, uh, but it does say that some later films, like Moana in 2016, use brief scenes of traditional animation. Yes. So I don't think Maui's tattoos. They did some. I see. Animation so I don't think that. traditional animation is gone completely, but it's not the entire film. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it, it. I mean, if we're talking about hand animation in general it's for, i think it's back now but it's mostly done like it's hand animation using a wacom tablet or using Got some it. sort of so using thing. some sort of tech and for yeah. a while it was you know mostly relegated to tv instead of film mm. it got this movie got a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes and a 74 percent on metacritic so it's pretty highly rated uh, the author of Winnie the Pooh. Well, hold I, on. Oh. Uh, top three movies that year, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides, mm. Transformers Dark of the Mood and number one, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two, which came out, I believe, on the same day. As yes, this. that's why this so, one did not do <laughs> well, well at the box office. It was the lowest grossing Winnie the Pooh film to date. And they source they what I read stated that the main reason was being released the same day as part two of Deathly Hollows. I think there's a few reasons. One, it, if, do you remember the marketing for this movie? No. Exactly. There was yeah. very little marketing for this movie. Two, I think they kind of... I, I mean, 
I, I, this movie specifically, I was like, okay, I remember what happened. This movie, this is the one where this happened. No, that's Pooh's Heffalump Adventure. Yeah. Oh, it must be the one where this happened. No, that's the Tigger movie. Like, there's mm-hmm. all these Winnie the Pooh movies. Um, they're even one of the things they're saying is they've kind of relegated Pooh's IP and brand to like kids shows and this, mm-hmm. like, kind of it became Winnie the Pooh was the preschool yeah. IP. Yeah. Which I get, but also like. This one is the one is they say like we wanted one that was for adults and children. It's like, yeah, but you don't really. You I mean you push it a little bit towards adults, but like, well, Winnie I think the, the one that was adult. for I think the one that was for adults and children was the live action that we saw. Christopher Robin. Yeah, I think that one gives you all the feels of being nostalgic if you're yes. an adult watching it, and then if you're a kid, you're just you love Winnie the Pooh. So I feel like they did better. Uh, granted, we haven't seen this, right. but that's my assumption is this they is, did better with that live we're action. We're just going off of what the marketing was because yeah, Winnie, Christopher Robin they did a lot of like. It's poo and like poo is back and like mm-hmm. you said this nostalgia and this yeah. one was like in this weird place of well Princess and the Frog didn't work so maybe we don't want to be looking backwards but we have this Winnie the Pooh project we've been working on so yeah. like what do, how do we make poo seem more relevant and like I said even if you make poo for adults and children like poo isn't inherently adult in any way it's just kind of like these very like I don't want to say primal, but it's just very like base storylines or like things like fear or confusion. You know, it's it's something that's very like just very simplistic enough that yeah. it makes sense to a child in the same way it makes sense to an adult, right? Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So there's no like making that more for like a a, a broader audience. I don't know. I, yeah. It's just they they put themselves in a very strange spot. Well, and I wanted to just if if you want more of a deep dive into uh, the origins of Winnie the Pooh, please go to our episode <laughs> titled "The Mini Adventures of Winnie the yes, Pooh." Yes, because we do a deep dive. But I did want to mention that A. A. Milne, mm-hmm. and I feel like we talked about how do you say his last name? I think Milne is correct. Uh, is the author. E. H. Shepard is the illustrator. Um, Winnie the Pooh first appears in 1924 as Edward Bear in a story called When We Were Very Young. And then 1926 is the first collection of stories uh, about Winnie the Pooh. And then 1928 is The House at Pooh Corner. In 1961 is when Walt Disney Productions licensed certain film and other rights of the Pooh stories from the estate of A.A. Milne. And the licensing agent, I don't know if we had said this or not, I couldn't remember. So I wanted to add it here. The licensing agent adopted the stories using the unhyphenated name. So when it's A.A. Milne and his works, it's always hyphenated. Mm. Uh, and then after that, Winnie dash they, the dash, dash poo. poo. Yeah. Okay. And after that, they took out the, the hyphens. Mm. Um and just to for those of you who might not be aware, the bear was owned by his son, Christopher Robin. So that's kind of where the inspiration from all of these stories originate. So I just kind of wanted to mention that because we always like to do a deep dive into the history, but we do talk about it more in our other episodes. So and we may even talk about it in Christopher Robin as well. I can't remember. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I feel like between those three episodes, we've got that covered. But I just wanted to highlight it here. I'm not sure what information you have. I have some like fun facts. I have some things to look out for. Well, that I have type some, of thing. Some, I have some stuff about the actual making of. So I'll go into that real okay, quick. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Because the reason this was chosen, the two movies that were like after Lasseter came back as head of all animation, he was like, we need to keep doing Disney hand animated. Mm-hmm. Um, he wanted 
Princess and the Frog, which was like a return to kind of like princess movies, but also the Renaissance. Yeah. And then this one was supposed to be a return to classic. I see. This one was actually unlike using, I mean, there was hand animation, obviously, some other stuff. This one actually used pencil and paper and like a lot of them. Oh, very cool. A lot of the old ways of, of doing things the idea was it was felt more like when you watch the thing this is the first one in a long time where i've seen them do the like flipping a bunch of pages and going back and oh, forth yes, yes, and yes. doing that sort of thing um they brought in there was an animator who had been working there since the 1950s this time bernie mattinson mm-hmm. who's on the uh was, was on the team and they brought in to kind of had worked on a little bit on the original winnie the pooh and they brought in to do to to, to kind of coach them in that oh, uh, okay the directors are Stephen j anderson from meet the robinsons mm. which i find amusing that this is winnie the pooh is such the opposite of meet the robinsons <laughs> yes, to yes, me. yes yes and uh, don hall who would go on to do big hero six and rye and the oh, last dragon very cool um they had some new music from robert lopez and Kristen anderson lopez do you know what other music they did no. Frozen. So oh. we, we, there's good hands musically. Okay. Well, and I read too that Zoe Deschanel sings the theme song. Mm-hmm. So I, I read that. And just going off the theme song, just to, to share that fact, that this is uh, the first time that Tigger is named in the theme song. In the past, he's not been named. Oh, that's right. In the Winnie the Pooh theme song. And I think we caught that when we watched something. I well, think we mentioned like it. because he's not like the first animated like in the first short of yeah that one, he's like he gets his own thing where it's like his introduction is the the second or the, well, it's the crux of the episode yes yes so uh so yeah so he is named in this theme song um sorry to to take it there no, no but... worries uh voice acting we've got uh so jim cummings is back as as winnie the pooh, pooh and, and tigger and i read that travis oates is piglet but those are the only voice actors to retain their roles everyone oh. else was recast is what yeah. i read example craig ferguson is in this one as owl which yeah does not sound like owl it sounds like lord mcintosh from brave yeah that's who it is mm-hmm. um tom kinney as rabbit you know who tom kinney is i looked at everyone's pictures but... spongebob squarepants oh okay and then john cleese is the narrator in this yes. one so those are the big names they brought in. Mm-hmm. Um, they tried to write the whole thing through storyboards, like the original kind of Disney process. Yeah. They went, apparently when uh, Steven, and, Steven Anderson and Don Hall got the jobs, they just read all the Pooh books like immediately. Oh, okay. And then they went in and said, okay, here are like nine shorts we haven't done yet that we want to do. And they got it down to three. And so this one is three shorts. Okay. And then, like I said, they did kind of the whole thing through storyboarding as opposed to writing a script. Like they mm-hmm. had kind of became the new way of doing things. Um, I also y- have another voice fact. Oh, go ahead. That I forgot about. Uh, Peter Cullen was not the voice of Eeyore. And there's a reason that it, they think it's because he was likely voicing Optimus Prime. Yeah. I the, didn't <laughs> realize that he was Optimus Prime. We definitely talked about it. We the probably time. have. He's but... also the voice of Murky Dismal from uh, Rainbow Bright. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which are three voices. I feel like three Eeyore very and Optimus Prime, kind of you can hear it, Maybe, but Murky Dismal but, is so yeah. different. Uh, but I, I was kind of bummed about that, that they couldn't work around that. But who knows? There may have been other reasons. Maybe mm-hmm. he didn't want to do it. Uh, but I it would have been Hell cool. I think he's still with us. I'm not 100% sure, but I know during the filming of Transformers movies, there were issues with health may, concerns. Yeah, then it may have been other reasons, but it would have been cool to have him as a part of the original voices. Mm-hmm. But 
literally that's all the the, the last note i have okay. is critically praised audience ignored oh interesting all right well i've got a couple more things sure. here um I read that Disney made many uh, Winnie the Pooh movies. Oh, you said this, but this is their second by mm-hmm. Walt Disney Animation Studios. And it's the first time that Jim Cummings has been Winnie, I think, and or Tigger's voice in a Disney animated feature. Okay. Uh, I also wrote, read that this is the third time there was a sequel from the Disney animated classics in-house canon. Mm-hmm. So can you name the other two? Rescuers. Yep. I'm going to edit out all this space so I seem very clever. <laughs> um, oh, come on. I know. I don't know. Can you tell the me? The first episode we ever did. No, it wasn't the first episode we ever did. The first episode we ever had a guest for. Oh, Fantasia. So it's Fantasia 2000 is the other one. I, it's just, it's funny. I don't think it's of hard Fantasia to think that, yeah. as a movie. It's like a series. And as I don't one know. that has a sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, now I just have a couple things to look out for. Apparently there's a hidden Mickey. You know, I always love to see if these are like, okay, you're really trying with that yeah, hidden Mickey or if it's a fun. Near each other. Yeah, I think this might be a three circle one, uh, but it's after Tigger makes his first step from the mud when he goes to look for Eeyore. So I'm going to assume that maybe the footprint is uh, a hidden Mickey, but we'll have to look out for it. Uh, the end credits, apparently they write, no stuffed animals were hurt in the making of this <laughs> film. So I thought that was kind of fun. Uh, Owl and Christopher Robin make their first appearance in seven years. So they were absent from the franchise, apparently, in all the other kind of side, not side projects, but all the other versions of things. And I'm not, they don't, I didn't read a reason as to why. Oh, I they can tell you why. It. They're boring. Okay. All right. Uh, I mean, I just think like the way like Owl, I think I would put Owl before. I would say Kanga to me is a little more boring than 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 Owl. But like you've got the characters like that everybody that are kind of like goofy fun. I guess that's whatever. true. Owl yeah. is like funny because he's just gives knowledge and whatever. Yes, and Chris yeah. Robin is just there to be like. A sounding board. It's interesting. We didn't really talk about this in Christopher Robin, but you just mentioned we said no stuffed animals. It's funny to me because I don't think of them as stuffed animals. Yeah, and, I, and it's silly because Eeyore has a pinned on tail, tacked on tail, and I think somebody like loses some fluff and they have to sew them back together. Mm-hmm. I'm making that up, but like to me, they just don't feel like it because. You know, when you see them in Christopher Robin, yes, absolutely, they're stuffed animals. Yeah. But in this one, they just look like animated characters yeah, next to Christopher they're... Robin, who's an animated character. Exactly, yeah. I don't know, anyway. Uh, so the last thing I have is that uh, it was this film was dedicated to Dan Reed, uh, who is a background artist, and he passed away in May of 2010 before the film's release. Mm. So they dedicated it to him. So you may see, I don't know if there's a dedication at the beginning or at the end, but um, it was dedicated to him. So Yeah. I, now, I know this is a short one, to start off with listeners but like I, I this movie feels like everyone i know who's i've seen who i know has seen it has been like oh yeah it's good yeah and then everybody who hasn't seen it is like i'm good like they're just not super interested yeah in it. so it's i just, think if you're a fan um i hope you'll join us on our journey because we are a fan of winnie the pooh we've yeah. really enjoyed the other episodes where we've done more of a deep dive into the background of the actual stories themselves mm-hmm. and the characters and so i i don't know about you but i am really looking forward to watching it this is going to sound really trite, but I'm really excited for the 63 minute runtime because. Oh like, yeah, I'm excited that it's shorter, but I'm also kind of excited to see 
because I had so Your much old friends from yeah, the Hundred Acre Woods. Well, I had so much nostalgia <laughs> for the many adventures because that's yes. the one I grew up on. And that is and actually our mini tale. Next, we'll be we'll be checking out the the new adventures of Winnie yeah, the Pooh. No, so, no, I'm sorry. The mini adventures is the movie. Yes. The new adventures is the cartoon that came out in like '88. Yes, and so I also grew up on that as well. So, so that's I'm what excited. We're watch after yeah. This. So for me, you know, anytime we revisit, would we call this a franchise? Yeah, but I think now, like, uh, I, I don't know that that's. It's we just have corporate words, as you know, this IP, the yeah. The Pooh but IP, anytime we revisit these characters, the hundred acre stories, cinematic universe. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but anytime we revisit these characters, I always get excited. And uh, Christopher Robin, I'm going to plug it again here. It was such a pleasant mm-hmm. surprise. Mm-hmm. We enjoyed it so much. Uh, so if that's one you haven't seen, or maybe you just haven't listened to our episode, uh, please go do that as well. Because it gave me all the the warm and fuzzy feelings yeah. for Winnie the Pooh. And I'm hoping this does the same, uh, but you'll have to tune in to find out. It's it's interesting because, yeah, I agree with you. And, and what we were saying where this easily became like the preschool IP or whatever. Yeah. It's because this is the one where you don't have to like take out a lot for it to still maintain its heart and soul. And its integrity, like how, yeah. how he meant these stories to come yeah, across. Yeah, and they're just delightful little stories about mm-hmm. like adventures they get in, like I will actually be kind of surprised if there's an enemy, uh, a villain to rate yeah. in this. There wasn't, you know, it was one of mm-hmm. our first ones we did where like, well, there's no villain. I mean, we yeah. were putting villains in the Fantasia, like all over the place. Yeah. Like, it was our first movie. We we're like, I don't think we have a villain to rate in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll be shocked if there's one here, but you know, we'll yeah. see. I, like I said, I have zero idea. Even after watching the making ofs, I know they sing a song. I think there's another like fake creature they go after like a heft like a heffalump mm-hmm. and Pooh wears a party hat that's yeah like all I, know I, know. Noth- <laughs> I know nothing so i'm really excited for it all right guys well let's take the vhs out of the vcr and that was wrong no hey guys let's <laughs> let's take the vhs out of the clamshell and stick it in the vcr all right we'll see you on the other side listeners Hello, listeners. We are back, and I had mixed feelings on it. I don't know if you want to go into what you thought. You say mixed. Yeah, because I don't want to come right out the gate saying I didn't like it. I didn't like it, but I think you're right. I think it's made for someone out there, but for me... Uh, you're not I, that someone. Yeah, for me, I feel like I, I oversold it at the first half saying, oh, I'm really excited. I want all the warm and fuzzy feelings that I get when I watch Winnie the Pooh things, and this didn't give me any of that, and I think no. part of it was because the voices were different, and something we should were... mention is one of the facts I had was incorrect. It's not the original voice of Piglet. It's, it's somebody else. So the only original voice actor is Jim Cummings. Well, but Jim Cummings is not the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. He's just been doing the Winnie the Pooh voice the longest. Remember Stokely Hathaway? Okay, but I guess... Uh, yeah, voice. so I guess the, Jim Cummings is to retain the role, I should right. say. Yes. I... I, I think you, you finally helped solidify it for me. There were no, like good feelings coming out of this. Yeah, I didn't get any warm and fuzzies. I didn't really feel connected. I think the one that they got the closest to it felt like they didn't get the essence of the characters right. I feel like Pooh was the closest. I think they did good with uh, Pooh, but again, it's the voice that you know. I think, I think so I Pooh think that's part was of it. Fine. It was perfect. I think the story around him was not Yeah. I, I liked 
I didn't. We'll go into it, but Christopher Robin is Christopher Robin. And he was fine. His voice is very different. He looked different because his eyes are different. He has, in the the original, he just has pupils. In this one, he has full eyes. Yeah, so that makes him look a little different. Um, Tigger was probably the next one that I thought, and again, that's the same voice. That might be why. And I thought Piglet was okay, but Piglet didn't have much to do in the movie. Yeah, he was just scared. Do you know who had the most to do? Owl. Yeah, I didn't like owl, owl at all. Stunk. Like owl was I like a new version owl of owl, a, a voice that was very far off from the original. Like Rabbit had a new voice, and Eeyore had new voices that were very noticeable. But like, but they still felt like they got the essence of the character. Yeah, and not as well, not as good as Pooh. But they right. felt like they were closer to their characters. Right. Owl like, didn't feel like it was. It was very disconnected. Well. Um, Eeyore was voiced by, and I can't remember his name, but he is a uh, animator who does some voice work. He's actually in The Incredibles as the guy who's like their handler. Mm. And he passed away before The Incredibles 2, and they gave that job to the guy who plays Mike Ehrmantraut. Oh, okay. On Breaking Bad, which mm-hmm. was kind of a, imagine Mike Ehrmantraut. Mike Ehrmantraut could voice Eeyore, and I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, let me look it up real quick. Hold on one sec. Uh, Bud Lucky is Eeyore, um, and then Rabbit is Tom Kinney, who's you know, like I said earlier, was um, SpongeBob SquarePants. So mm-hmm. he's like a veteran voice actor, so he knows yeah. what he's doing from like a technical standpoint. So I think he handled it pretty well. But Owl was um, Craig Ferguson. Well, and I think I read a fact that he purposefully didn't want to do an imitation of. Owl's voice, but I think but he also wasn't written like Owl. Like no. Owl at the beginning when it's him, Pooh and Eeyore. Owl is very like Pooh and Eeyore are doing the thing that these characters do, where they make mistakes or they they don't understand something. There's a yeah. lot of malapropisms, and he's like, no, no, and he's like getting very upset at them. Owl didn't get upset at them. Like Owl, Owl is just aloof. Owl's very aloof and doesn't yeah, notice. Yeah, and going I don't on. think he this, was aloof in this one. I don't know. It didn't come across as that. He seemed um, kind of mean spirited. Yeah, not like he wasn't like like in comparison to most media. No, but in comparison to a Winnie the Pooh story, yeah, he was pretty mean spirited. Yeah, um, I have some of the like story beats, which I guess we should go through. Well, that's another thing is it didn't feel like it was three stories. Yes, so um, I thought it was going to be similar to um, the many adventures where it's like a title and it's a story and then you do another short story. It's one long story that I think they put stories together and we were thinking Eeyore losing his tail is probably one story. The back. So we kept waiting for that to finish. Yeah. And then the the creature that they think has stolen Christopher Robin. And then what was the third one? Was the third one just Maybe just Pooh Pooh searching for honey. Pooh Pooh wanting to get honey. Maybe. Um, But it's all one continuous story but it was very long. Like we were touting like oh this is going to be a short one. It felt longer than some of the two-hour Disney movies we've done. I think because it didn't feel like a movie, it felt like just a short, but it was an hour short. So it felt like a long short, not like a short movie. Yes, that's true. And we were both saying that we understand why it didn't do well as a movie, because it really probably shouldn't have been a movie. I think they should have divided this up. Like, this should have been like, okay, here's what we're going to do. At the beginning of Princess and the Frog, we're going to show one of these movies. Yeah. And maybe even some of the, like, Tangled and do some of those. We're going to throw in these little, like, 10, 15-minute poo shorts to get people excited for Disney animation again. Yeah. And I think that would have helped like, you know, but I, yeah, I, there were things, there were moments I found very like 
amusing. The whole beginning is, well, first of all, the thing I really liked was, and we'll just go through the, the, the plot here, the live action shots of Christopher Robin's room. Yeah, I wrote that. And that it opens with the room, it opens with the narrator and the stuffed animals but and I then liked, the storybook. I liked the look of the stuffed animals mm-hmm. was new. I liked, yeah. you know, his room. Like it was basically just to me I would be like, "Oh, what a great scene." decoration yes of yeah that one scene was I, like probably my favorite part and it comes back again at the end too in the credits yes. you see them um i also liked i read this uh and then didn't say it but in the beginning when the theme song is sung and it's the map of the hundred acre woods at the mm. bottom it says drawn by me and e.h shepherd helped which i thought was a, a cute way is yes. like christopher robbins drew it with help by the illustrator but they start in John Cleese, I think, has a very good voice for the narrator. I think that yeah, was good. I liked I liked his narration. Um, but it starts with chapter one. I will say the book was almost too involved. That's the thing. So, I was going to say that too. Is I liked those scenes in the movie where like you remember he's in a book, but like the book becomes a Deus Ex Machina at some point near the end. Like the book is involved in the plot of the story. And the book is how they're saved at one point. Yeah. Like like I thought in the beginning it was cute. Pooh's asleep and he's shaking the book to try to wake Pooh up. Right. I thought that was cute. And like when it's a new story, then you go back to the book and then the book's not there or a new chapter. Right. Or they zoom out and it's just that's how they show that they're still in a book is it's like. Yeah. I always like that you could follow along with the script up Mm -hmm. in the book. Agreed. And they did that here. But then I think there was too much book involvement. They keep running into letters. They keep. Yeah. Like like I said, there's a part at the end where they're stuck. Well, this is a spoiler, of course, but they're stuck in a hole. And the way they get out is a ladder somebody of crashes into the letters and they fall into the hole and they build the ladders out. And like, that just feels too meta to me. To, yeah, to this, I, like, yeah, I yeah. didn't like it. Um, he So the first song that's in here is Pooh singing about eating and taking care of his tummy. Mm-hmm. And the tummy sings the and tummy, growls throughout. The tummy also voiced by Jim Cummings. And has like a ticker growl yeah, as a sound. Yeah, and he is doing harmonizing So with I liked Pooh. that. That, that was, was cute. Yeah. Um, he meets up with Eeyore, who has no tail. So that's when we're kind of on the search for Eeyore's tail. Um, I wrote here, I don't love Eeyore's voice. But then I wrote, oh my gosh, it's so much better than Owl. Once yes. Owl came into the picture, I was like, oh, Eeyore's fine. And you're right. Eeyore's voice is different, but I settled into it after a few minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Owl's voice didn't, I never settled into Owl as a character, Owl's right. voice, any of it. Um, and then they go into the sneeze versus issue, the whole thing. Which like, is a funny joke, but then the way Owl like, handles saying, it. The issue is blah, blah, blah. And they, all, they go, Gazuntite, which is funny, which is that's uh, Winnie the Pooh humor to me. Yes. Humor. Owl is just gets angry at them and frustrated, yeah. and that's not Owl. Rabbit gets frustrated at everybody. Yeah, so so that was that's when we kind of were like, okay, uh, but Pooh is like, you know, we need honey. That's where he's at. And then another song comes in where Owl um, says we have to go to Christopher Robin, and Christopher Robin writes all these notes, a very important thing to do. So to let everybody in the Hundred Acre Woods know, you know, something important is happening, and mm-hmm. so that's another song. And this I is, will say this does feel jam packed with songs. There's like yes. seven songs in 60 minutes. Yes. And I don't think there needed to be that many that songs. Felt over, yeah. Uh, and some of them were I, like. I'm curious if there was an out like a 75 minute movie here and they just cut it down and never animated the rest. Right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but 
so on his way to put up all the signs and he's very clever on how he puts up the signs so everybody sees them I like that part but he spots the red balloon and then this is where Tigger pounces on him because he thinks the red balloon is attacking Pooh Mm -hmm. and I liked the way Tigger was animated where he had lines within the stripes so so it gave him like texture texture. and they all had that Pooh had that on his eyebrows the way they were done they did a good job of making them feel textured so Mm -hmm. I liked that as far as the animation goes I liked the static electricity with, with the, balloon the balloon and Tigger. And Tigger yeah. yeah, that was clever. And then Tigger sings his song and then they meet up with Eeyore with no tail and uh, they then try all these different things and Christopher There's Robin a, says yeah. there'll be a reward. It's a contest. You get a jar of honey if you can find a good replacement tail yeah. for Tigger. And I like the replacement tails are pretty funny. Yeah, there was a cuckoo clock. They tried the red balloon, a yo-yo, an umbrella, a dartboard, a moose head, uh, a weather vane, an accordion. There, I think there were a couple more in there mm-hmm. too. Uh, so Kanga then gives him a knitted tail and the tail winds up unraveling. And that's another one where Pooh's like in the letters and like yeah, follows it. He's walking through the letters and there's like he finds the, the thread and he starts p- pulling them through the letters. Yeah. He's also like talking to the narrator like, what's that? He's like, it's a paragraph. What's a paragraph? Like, yeah, th- there's there's a lot in there where it's like the subtle interactions with the narrator in the book. I think in the the one from what was it? The 70s. Yeah. Uh, I think just worked much better. This is more like in your face. Hey, remember he's in a book? Oh, isn't it cool yeah. he's in a book? Like, I feel like they kept trying to remind us of something that didn't need to be reminded. I I, I know I'm going to take some more flack for, for this, but watching this, that when it got real like meta and like, like elbow poking, like, huh, isn't this funny? Yeah. I was like, oh, that's the director of Meet the Robinsons. Like, it just uh, had that kind of like, yeah. eh, eh, like humor. Like, I was like, okay. Yeah. So Owl winds up using a chalkboard for the tail. They're all at Owl's house <laughs> and he writes and he tail. Um, and I will say everything, they keep that going, the like misspelled words, because it's Christopher yeah, Robin yeah, yeah. who's writing everything. And so that's cute. Uh, but then Pooh finds this note at Christopher Robin's house and he doesn't understand what it says and brings it to Owl and Owl reads it and realizes he's been captured by the back sun yeah, it because says, it says very busy back soon. Yeah, but it's all kind of put together so it looks like one word even well, though it's two no, words. No, it's also Owl isn't as smart as he says he is yeah. but he's got Owl in this movie, I'm. It sounds like just like a dude, just like oh, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm going to present it with. But the I have all these books, someone. so I'm very smart. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's like, let me tell you about the backs and and, and it's, this is like a talk song. He doesn't really sing it, but he kind of talk sings it. Well, because I don't think a lot of people in this movie can sing. Yeah. So he kind of talk sings it, and he's drawing it. And then I did like how all the animation turned to chalk drawings. Yes. Because that was a very Heffalump and Woozles moment. I, I feel didn't like. like this song. I didn't either. But I liked the sequence yeah and i think it's because they were trying to imitate the heffalump and woozle sequence yeah and then at the end they're all marching off because the idea of the plan they're gonna get is they're gonna get a bunch of stuff that the baxon wants which is like everybody's because everyone's like this steals your honey it does this it does this yeah they're gonna get it they're gonna make a trail to a pit a hole that they did which they've done before there's a whole thing with a hole in another story sometime i remember but uh and then they're gonna get it so they're all going to get the stuff and they're like we'll be back soon 
And I was like, back soon. And they're like, back soon. And he's like, back soon. And they go back and forth. He goes, hmm. Anyway, and they go on. And that's what I'm talking about. The whole humor, like, yeah. let's really point at this and joke it's like, we've we're made. Not, like, we the audience it. isn't isn't foolish. We understand that back soon is the back sun. Right. Like, I feel like. The audience is exactly as foolish as they were in the 70s. And you didn't have to do this. Exactly. Like, just yeah. Eight periods at the end of the sentence yeah like, it, one will be fine exactly so as they're setting the trap tigger decides he's going to track on his own and uh he runs into eeyore and he gets eeyore to come along so tigger has a song with eeyore making him a tigger and i will say i liked i liked him trying to make him a tigger and like kind of what that meant and like him like bouncing yes. with a spring and stuff it was cute that was a good po- point of eeyore because eeyore like obviously doesn't want to do this but he's also like nice enough that he never tells anyone yeah like, he's, he's yeah bothered by it well he I does hide love. from him at the end yes but. <laughs> i always well but see that's not putting tigger out or anyone else out that's him doing but it's the making work to tigger hide. think the back son got him so it is kind of oh maybe i don't know i but yeah i like, agree with you i will always defend you i know you but, love yeah, you he's my favorite tigger's even, my favorite but. even at the beginning when we're going through and we're showing those stuffed animals i'm like the your stuffed animal looks the cuddliest. I yeah. love it. Uh, but Pooh then, as they're like setting this trap, he starts kind of, he's very hungry. So he starts getting like hunger pangs again and starts kind of hallucinating a little bit. Um, <laughs> that everyone is saying honey. Everyone's a honey pot. All the letters in the book turn to honey. The narrator is just saying honey over and over again. And there's a song about honey. And he winds up falling in the trap where there was an empty honey pot right. with a blanket over the hole to fool the back sun and instead it fools poo. So all the other animals think they caught the back sun because they hear somebody moaning and I feel like that's directly from another story. It had a very... That's a heffalump thing. Yeah. And so... That's why I kind of want to watch the heffalump movie because you do you know that? The, mo- the story of that movie? No. It's like they find a heffalump. Oh. And he ends up like, but the heffalump is lost and is yeah. afraid of them or something. I know a little bit about it, but like in other- We inca- might want to watch it then. In more recent incarnations, the heffalump is like the new character. Yeah. But then they like, with this one, they kind of went, we're forgetting that all the Disney tune stuff yeah. existed. We're just going to start over, which I'm kind of like, well, I wish you hadn't done that. Yeah. So uh, they think they caught it and then they realize it's Pooh from his honey dream. And uh, again, this is another scene where Owl is like, they're like, you go look. And he's like, I'm too important to do that. Like, I'm like, you're a jerk. Like, yeah. Owl's- sucks in this and rabbit movie. is the one that's like let's all go look together yeah. and then all of a sudden eeyore comes in singing it's me which is a reprise from an earlier song when they were trying the different tales it's the song for like when they did the tale he comes in singing it's me who won because <laughs> he found an because anchor. he found an anchor when he was hiding in the water from tigger and his tail is now an anchor and then that gives rabbit this idea um and he daydreams we both got a kick out it's of this like stick drawing of him being like okay we'll drop the anchor and we'll get poo out and then everyone will love me and, and then I'll they'll get give a me a lot money. of money and then these women rabbit will like me yeah. like not in a weird way but just, just, just two lady rabbits with like, hearts yeah hearts and rabbit in the and middle. he's like alright let's do this and I was like what is that yeah and then Eeyore said something like I think I was better off with Tigger and then he says something else which made me laugh I don't remember what it was I, but the, that part I enjoyed and that felt like the characters that felt somewhat true to the characters but then when they're all stuck down in there in the hole because the anchor is too heavy and it pulls everyone down you said, is anyone going to tell Owl he's going to fly? Is anyone going to explain to Owl that he can fly? Yeah, because the only one who winds up staying up at the top is Piglet. And so then there's this whole bit 
with Piglet trying to find something and he's like, oh, well, there's rope here. And then it's this whole like who's on first of like the knot. Well, can you tie a knot? I cannot. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah, And it kind of goes around and around. It was funny, but it went too long. And it was also just. Who's on? It's it who's was, on first? Oh, that's exactly what it was. That's one hundred percent what it was. And then Owl flies up to encourage Piglet to go into the woods by to himself go find to go to Christopher Robbins. Robin's house to get the jump rope. And then he flies back down. And everyone's staring at him, and he's like, "What?" And they all like literally. That's the line. That's the greatly written line for this character. Yeah. What? And, and they go, they what all, a great speech. You and know? they all clap for him. And, and I'm was, like, again, like I don't think those characters are that. I think those characters would know those characters. I feel like the writers didn't give the characters enough smarts and credit. Right. I I wrote this down. They got stupid mixed up with naive. Yeah. These characters are not stupid. They're They're naive. And they've written them to be very stupid. They're good hearted and kind. And their kindness kind of is like, and that's where I think they lost the essence. And when this scene happened, I was like, they would point out that Owl can't fly. They wouldn't be mean about it, but they would point it out. In this scene, here's what would happen. Owl wouldn't be in this scene. And then he'd fly down and be like, oh my goodness, what are you doing in that hole? And they'd be like, Owl, can you come fly? So he's like, oh, well, first let me tell you. And he just would trail off or something. forget his thing and he'd walk away like that owl yeah i i I think they got craig robinson i I don't know why and then they like overused him well then and then i wish they didn't like he was one of the characters who hadn't been brought back in seven years and i'm like maybe you shouldn't have just brought you shouldn't have brought him back right wasn't he one well i think he was one in my notes it was owl yeah and christopher robin Owl were the ones fine to be brought back but the way they brought him back was again about near the end and you'll discover why in a minute well let's get to there and i'll say this part yeah but yeah so but i agree with you yeah i i was like those characters would one of those characters if not all of them would pick up on that yeah so then um piglet is in the woods and he's piglet he's very scared he's trying to go to christopher robbins on his own and during the song when tigger is trying to make you a tigger he dresses up as what a um Baxen would look like so eeyore could be ready to pounce Didn't on the Baxen. Have a weird mad madam mim vibe it did, in that. yeah like i think they were is because they were trying it to, was kind of the way that hair was i also think they were trying to reclaim that 70s disney look yeah which is right around the same time yeah so that came out because when he had there was a fish like late 60s, early 70s. There's a fish in the water when he's in the water that looks like a fish from the fish oh, scene. Oh, yeah. Mad so Madam Mim. He's still dressed. The movie's not called Mad Madam Mim. In the sword, in the stone. <laughs> yes. So he's still dressed as this Baxen, and then Piglet runs into him. And this was the, the this is from when Pooh sees a heffalump. He thinks he sees a heffalump, yeah. and it's Tigger. And then Tigger gets scared. It's the same thing here. Piglet thinks he sees the back son and then Tigger's like, oh my gosh, where's the back son? Yeah. And then they were both running. So it's that whole bit. But that thing and then in they the all end movie, up in the hole back together. That, that thing in the original movie is about that long. And yes, this is like, how much long longer. are they going to fall? And we're like, okay, we get it. And then they all end up in the hole together. And then that's when Pooh makes the ladder out of the letters. Yeah. I think when, when the red balloon comes by and there's something with that. And then he Piglet makes. Piglet is escaping on the red balloon. Yes. And so he crashes into a bunch of letters and they fall and in the hole. That's what happens. And so then Pooh climbs out. Nobody's really paid because attention. There's a, there's a pot of honey at the top. That's empty. But, yeah. Um, and nobody pays attention that Pooh's got up there at first. And then they finally see that he's gotten up there. So they all go up. And then Christopher Robin comes back. The balloon floats away. And he comes back and explains, you know, I'm going back to school. It's autumn time. I'd I said right. I'd be that back was soon. Because yeah. he looks like uh, Angus from ACDC, who I know is dressed as a school Yeah. Boy. So, so... 
Then they reward the balloon. The balloon gets the reward of the honey. Because um, the balloon found Because the balloon Robin, found Christopher Robin. Robin. And then Pooh goes to Owl's house. So, so while Christopher Robin is explaining, no, 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 back soon and all this, they all look at Owl upset and then Owl like... Wiley Coyotes off the screen and I'm like okay like yeah so now we know like they're blaming it on it's not just me having my own personal I'm not liking Owl I'm supposed to realize that he made a mistake and let everyone to do this yeah so, because of the the description yeah. of the the misinterpretation of the words but then Pooh winds up at Owl's or at Owl's house to see if Owl has any honey that he could spare because he's still hungry and he hasn't eaten. Mm -hmm. And on the door, it says, don't knock, please ring. And there's a string to ring the bell. And at the bottom of the string is Eeyore's tail tied. And I find it hard to believe that Owl wouldn't recognize that that was Eeyore's tail. Well, again, these characters are stupid. Here's the thing. I think Owl would do it, but I don't think he would. Like the thing is, is when he gets called out on it by Pooh eventually, because Pooh's like, "This looks familiar," and he figures it out. He's like, "Oh, uh, uh, tell Eeyore you're welcome." Like Owl wouldn't do that. Owl would 100% go, "Oh." That is Eeyore's tail. He wouldn't be sorry, but he'd be like, "He'd be like, well, I held it for him." He wouldn't even say, "Take it with you." Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wouldn't be like. Then this I one, don't know. Like, I didn't I got, like this whole thing. I either. got caught. He, he feels like he got caught and he's trying to cover for Spin it. Spin the story. Owl wouldn't cover for it because Owl would just keep going with it. Like, And I also I think, I, I do think that Pooh seeing it out of context, it would take him a minute to be like, I know that. How do I know that image? Right. So that I was fine with. But yeah, the whole scene in general with how Owl reacted, I didn't care for at all. This is when I said Owl is the villain of this movie. Yeah, and I 100% agreed because then... I, I don't 100% agree. Are we going to... No, I don't think we should rank him, but I just, yeah, Owl frustrated me to no end. Mm -hmm. But you did make a point that, like, this is a pretty big character step for Pooh, where, you know, Owl's setting out the honey, and he's like, well, what about the honey? And he's like, no, I need to go return this to Eeyore first, first. which is a pretty big deal. And um, that's what he does. He goes and returns the tail, and Christopher Robin helps him tack it on, and then he gives Pooh his reward, which is a giant uh, <laughs> pot of honey that Pooh can basically Scrooge McDuck. Which he does. He, yeah, well, he doesn't he, dive, and he just like quietly jumps in. He's jumps like, goodbye, in. everybody, and yeah. puts the lid on. And then starts swimming around in the honey, and uh, they're singing for him, and that's kind of the end of the movie. And then we get another Zoe Deschanel song at the end. Which they were all fine, but I don't know. Again, I was like, I don't let's know. watch these, because it was like putting the uh, stuffed animal characters in positions they were in the movie. Which but very that was quickly cute. I went, well, I'm done. Like, yeah. I, this this movie has a lot of cute ideas. It has very poor execution in my Yeah, opinion. and I think for us, uh, we may have oversold it and that's because we hadn't yeah. seen it. So we really just assumed that they would knock it out of the park and they didn't. I will and now this, I understand why it wasn't successful. I, I think I think there's nothing going for this movie. No. Like it's it's advertising was bad. Like the nostalgia didn't even market on that. It, it's, yeah. it's not I would say I would recommend go watch Christopher Robin. Yeah, if you want to feel the, the live nos- action, yeah, exactly. if you want the nostalgia and you want something new. If you don't want to rewatch the many adventures, then go watch Christopher Robin is I what I would say. I will say this does make me excited for next week's The New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh because I our did mini remember tale, yeah. like, enjoying those as a kid, mm-hmm. which I think I think this that's what this wanted to be but well, it's shorter it's, th- I it's almost 20 would minutes wish we watched the tigger movie instead or the heffalump movie yeah or something i wish else. we had done the well i i know why we did this one it's chronologically the yeah. next one in order but yeah i didn't care for it well i guess this means we just need to put those on the mini tail list i think we should absolutely yeah. let's 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 say there's, there's three of them there's 
it's like the Piglet's Big Day, the Tigger movie, and Pooh's Heffalump movie. I think we should put them on so the we'll list, on the and we'll sprinkle we'll them in out. there. Um, have you ever seen? There's like the, the there's another one. I forgot the name of it, but it's a kids show. But it's them as uh, like not animatronics, but like puppets. I don't think so. We should check. We, I want to just. We should see one episode of that, or just see yeah. a video of it. But anyway, um, here are the questions. How was the princess Winnie the Pooh? I think Winnie the Pooh. I think they they came close. The I still don't think they a hundred percent nailed him, but I think he's much closer. If everybody else was closer, I would be I th- very happy with this poo. Agreed. But I think yeah, I think that's what does it. Um, how I don't even know if we have a prince because I, I just want to skip the sidekicks because that's what everybody else is in this movie is a sidekick. Yeah. There's no real like love interest or I mean mm-hmm. not even I mean Christopher Robin is more of the MacGuffin than he is a, a, yeah. a prince. The, mm-hmm. the prince, but yeah. So everybody else, I mean, we've I gone. Think we through talked everyone. at length. We went through each character. I think for me. It goes as far as like how well they did. I think it goes Pooh, Tigger, Eeyore, Piglet. Eeyore and Piglet are kind of even, but like in the order. Yeah. Oh, we should mention Kanga and Rue were in this, but they were kind of forgettable. They didn't really do anything besides the fact that she knitted the tail for him. Right. K- Rue, so Kanga doesn't exist in the original ones. Like Kanga, which, you know, let's go into the only female character, but I feel like Kanga represents, because these are all manifestations of like Christopher Robin's imagination, correct? Yeah. Or his childhood whimsy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And like Kanga was always just like his mother figure or whatever who yeah. lived in the Funger Acre Woods or like another friend, another, like maybe a friend of his mother figure. Because Kanga just existed for, for Rue to go, Mom, can I go hang out with Pooh and Piglet? Yeah. And then, sure. And like in this one, She's kind of has some jokes that are okay. She also gets annoyed at Owl and knits herself earmuffs, <laughs> I think which she gets, that was... I think she gets annoyed at the whole... I guess Owl's the one talking about Owl's the one he's talking about writing his memoirs at I that will point. say going to Rue, that whole scene where it's like, well, you go down to the hole. I don't want to go down to the hole. Rue pops up and goes, send the pig. And I go... Okay, like no one in this world would ever be like, send, send the pig. Well, no one would say send the pig because they know how scared Piglet is. They'd, They'd have be, somebody go with Piglet. I think they'd all look at Piglet. And then, and like, even like, it would never be like us against Piglet. But it I don't would be know like, that they would even put everybody. Piglet into that situation. They, they might. I think Piglet sometimes would feel like he's like, well, I'm the only one left. And I could see him being put in that situation. Everyone else has said yeah. no. But like, again, it's just like, this is weird. But like, yeah, Kanga. So yeah, Kanga and Rue, I don't even rank because I just feel like they, they were just kind of there. Yeah. And then I think Owl is the, Owl can the get worst. Lost. Yeah. By far. Um, I liked Eeyore better than you did, I think. Yeah, I think you liked Eeyore a little bit more. I liked Tigger a little bit more. But those are also the ones that we... Those are our favorite characters. I did so. I did very much like Tigger taking Eeyore under his wing. I liked that part a lot. And then later, he was kind of upset that Eeyore was like, I don't want to be a Tigger. I want to be an Eeyore. He goes, well, the wonderful thing about Tiggers is you're the only one. I know. That <laughs> was so like, good. That was really good. I yeah, liked but that it was, moment. Again, it, was, it felt very under-earned. But again, this. it's a moment. Yeah. within a whole movie. Uh, favorite musical number? I didn't really like any. I the the one in the beginning when he's like having to take care of his tummy was kind of cute. So I guess I'll pick that one. That's but I didn't too. really love any of the songs. No, I completely agree. Uh, does it hold up? Fair, female character agency again. I mean, just one character and it's a mom. Yeah. No drinking, smoking, ethnic representation. It's a very white movie. No guns and firearms. I mean, the thing, the worst thing you can do by showing this to your kids is boring them for the afternoon. Yeah, yeah, they might not be, and maybe they would like it. 
it. I don't Maybe. know. I'm sure there's a group of kids out there who probably enjoy this. Again, but again, I think we have a real critical eye because there's so much Winnie the Pooh out there that I would rather show if we had children, I would show them the many adventures. That's yeah, what I would show them first. The one to show yeah. them. I think it holds up. And there's short stories where it's kind of like Fantasia where you could just play one and turn it off. Yeah. Like this is just colors and sound. And at that point you can like pick anything to show them. Exactly. Like a kid, a small kid isn't going to be like, I appreciate the Winnie the Pooh IP more than another. Like yeah. just show them whatever they like mm-hmm. at that point. Um, yeah, so then uh, I think we've made it very clear. No, this is a vault movie. Yeah, it's not one that I would watch again. It's not one I would recommend. Um, I think if you're a fan of Winnie the Pooh and you want to see if your opinion differs from ours, go ahead and check it out. But it's not one that I would be like, hey, you should go watch this. Yeah, no, exactly. Like the only reason I would ex- tell you to watch it is if you're a completionist, whether it's all, yeah. the, all the Disney movies, exactly or like what and we're again, doing, or if it's, it's like you want to watch it before you like listen to the podcast episode. Yeah. I do that with other podcasts. If, if you got this far and you're like, Oh, and like maybe you listen to the episodes before you watch a movie. Yeah. You're probably okay. You're probably fine to skip it. Um, kind of a bummer of a way to, to yeah, end this. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Do you want to sing the Tigger song? Will that make you feel better before we go? Uh, I don't know that I didn't. I do it on the yes, air last you did time. It on the last time. I don't know if I can remember it all. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is Tiggers is a wonderful thing. The tops are made out of rubber. The bottom is made out of string. They're bouncy, trouncy, bouncy, trouncy, fun, 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 fun. The wonderful thing about Tiggers is I'm the only one. I'm the only one. Thank you very much, listeners. We'll be back uh, next week with the uh, new adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which hopefully will fill us with what we're looking for a little more joy all right take care listeners thanks for listening to tara and ryan's princess diaries if you've got a disney story to share a bone to pick with us or just want to say hello call the princess diaries hotline at 707-YO-TRPD-1 that's 707-968-7731 you can send us an email at trprincessdiaries at gmail.com Tweet at us at TRP Diaries on Twitter or check out our Instagram at TR Princess Diaries. Join the Facebook group to post Disney memes, vote in our Disney theme brackets, and meet other fairy tale friends. Facebook.com slash groups slash TR Princess Diaries. Tara and Ryan's Princess Diaries are available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wherever you hear us, please be our knight in shining armor and give us a five star review. Check out pods.link slash trprincessdiaries for all the places you can find us on the web, including how you can support us through our coffee account or our Redbubble merchandise store. Thanks again, and until next time, remember to always live happily ever after. Uh